welcome to creating wealth through passive apartment investing podcast in this show we will discuss about best and worst experiences about passive and active apartment investing and i am your host ramakrishna let's begin the show hi dukang how are you doing today great how are you good thanks for being here small bio about duke as a real estate investor duke is a partner in 732 units across six states is a limited partner in a 114 unit in atlanta georgia a 310 unit in el paso texas and a 192 unit in longview texas as a active investor he owns a single family rental property in anaheim california 15 units in 1jv in pittsburgh pennsylvania 52 units with tricity equity group in saginaw michigan and 48 units as a gp in el paso texas he owns a personal residence condominium in honolulu and is under contract on a new construction condo unit in kakako is broad experience as a real estate investor and real estate agent and ohahu allows him to assist the team in various aspects of operations marketing and finance duke is also a licensed realtor on ohahu with over 17 million in career sales volume and specializes in working with investors welcome duke tell me about your background and what you are focusing on yeah so um that bio pretty much covers the broad uh, history of my investing in real estate um but yeah mainly i'm focused on multifamily um uh, 50 plus units in uh, el paso currently that's our target market okay Uh, how did you get started into real estate duke well, i'll start with that uh, single family in anaheim which came from taking over the title and mortgage on my family's home and keeping them on as tenants they've been renting for me ever since then in 2016 i leveraged the equi- equity to buy a triplex in indianapolis in a partnership with another investor our property manager was mediocre so before the end of the second year of ownership we decided to sell it and meanwhile in pittsburgh i started another partnership with a local realtor Tony Angotti, who served as the operational lead. We bought a single family home with the intention of Burr, which we executed on, and then we ended up exiting it at a profit. We bought another single family home, which we still have currently in our portfolio. Then we bought a 10 unit, which was my first small commercial multifamily building in Natrona Heights, about 30 minutes outside of Pittsburgh. We got amazing financing terms on it with seller financing. We we're almost done with turning every unit and all units are stabilized with rent bumps of 2 to 300 dollars after renovations. Most recently, we teamed up with a third partner also from Hawaii and purchased a four unit, which has been going very smoothly. And at the same time, I also started investing in those three LP deals you mentioned in Atlanta, El Paso, and Longview. And next, I partnered with uh, three other guys from Hawaii, Vince Mann, Steve, to purchase that 52 unit portfolio in Saginaw under Tri-City Equity Group. And we're currently looking to refinancing that one since rates have dropped and uh, we have increased the NOI. So yeah, and then that brought us to the 48 unit in El Paso that we recently closed, which is our first 506B syndication deal. So what made you shift it towards multifamily? Uh, just the scale and the asymmetric risk to return profile. which is summarized by the sharp ratio historically over a long time horizon multifamily has outperformed all other asset classes so you mentioned you are working with your partners so what are the key things you look before investing in your partners alignment of core values and investment philosophy in other words are they a short term gain or a long term gain type of person integrity and doing what they say they will do and take responsibility for their work speaks volumes so what kind of deals you're currently focusing on Uh, currently we're focused on El Paso since I believe it's under the radar compared to other Texas markets. I feel there are quite a few 
mom and pop operators that we can potentially buy from, especially in this post-COVID state, uh, similar to the 48 unit that we closed on. The demographics are also good with steady job growth and population growth while maintaining affordability and quality of life for residents. So you invested in multiple states, right? Why? What is the reason? Uh, geographic diversification, because uh, I believe that that's really the only free lunch in investing is to diversify. And I'm all in on multifamily, but I want to diversify within you know different geographic markets. Okay. So challenges you faced during your real estate or multifamily investing and how did you overcome them? Uh, well, I guess one challenge was with that first three unit in Indianapolis, which made great cash, cash flow, about 38% cash on cash during the time that we held it. But I felt that we were being taken advantage of by our property manager since they knew that we were out of state and we were just one of many out of state investors that they handled. So we decided to liquidate uh, before the end of the two years and made a, about a $40,000 profit. So it wasn't exactly a failure financially, but I learned to never invest in a deal unless we had some kind of competitive advantage. And in Indianapolis, we had no advantage since we were just another out-of-state investor. So how did you find the capital for your deals? Well, initially, it just came from me um, and my real estate agent commissions uh, that I saved up. Um, but also, I on that first single-family deal in Pittsburgh, I ended up using 0% credit cards. So that's super risky play, and I wouldn't suggest that for most people. But um, I counted on the fact that I could uh, close more deals as a real estate agent and use the commissions to pay off the credit cards, which I did. So you invested as passive investor in few deals, right? So what exactly you look in investing in those kind of deals? Uh, so the operator is the biggest piece because anybody can create a nice pro forma uh, on some Excel spreadsheets. But once you close on the deal, that's really where it matters. So how you operate the deal is the most important. So for me, as an LP, I try to look for competent operators and those that have strong teams and systems in place. Okay. So what kind of benefits you will get as a passive investor? Well, just the scalability and not having to deal with the day-to-day -day, uh, operations that the sponsor would have to deal with. Um, so that time scalability is huge for me. The initial work is just inviting the sponsor initially, but after that, it's pretty much passive. And it's really the only method that I found that is truly passive because buying properties on your own name and under your own companies requires a lot more hands-on management from asset management level. Whereas being a passive investor, you're truly passive. Got you. So you recently closed on like 48 units as GP in El Paso, Texas. So can you tell me more about that deal and how did you find the deal and you know, something yeah, like that? Yeah, so that was with Tri-City Equity. Um, so we closed on it under 506B, um, right in the middle of COVID on April 15th. We ended up raising $650,000 and purchase price was $1.656 We got a 75% LTV loan with a community bank. And the nice thing was there was no prepayment penalty and we got a 3.63 rate, which was amazing. Closing was especially challenging since the lender all of a sudden wanted 12 months of reserves. Fortunately, we were able to negotiate almost 90K in seller credit at closing to compensate for the uncertainty of rent collections. However, since then, we've been able to collect on over 90% for the last two months. And our delinquency is super low, a lot lower than our Michigan portfolio, actually. And after closing, we implemented 
make readies on the 15 vacant units and brought the occupancy from 75 to 87.5%. We redid the landscaping, replaced the old sign with a new monument sign, which is much more visible and closer to the road. We replaced the lights and resealed and restriped the parking lot. And the intent is we want to attract a better resident profile with better curb appeal. Any other challenges you faced? Well, just the, uh, the fact that we weren't sure if we could collect on the future months um, since COVID affected everybody and everything was shut down. So there's a lot of uncertainty, um, but we decided to press forward, especially with that huge seller credit, because that uh, ensured that we had enough reserves to weather the storm. Okay. How did you find the deal? Uh, so that was actually through LoopNet, but um, we had previous relationships with that listing broker. So that helped us to secure a deal and win it over uh, other competing groups. Okay, great. Do you want to share any good experiences in multifamily investing or real estate investing? Uh, I guess just the scalability. I mean, that's really the the main draw for going into multifamily because really the advantage over kind of any other asset class. And that's why I like it. Okay. So uh, you have any bad experiences in multifamily or real estate investing? Uh, not really. I mean, other than that Indianapolis uh, episode, which I felt that we could have done better, but uh, we still made money. So I can't really complain about that. Okay. So what kind of deals you're focusing right now? Um, 50 plus units, workforce housing, BNC class, value add opportunities, preferably from mom and pop operators that are uh, underperforming or under managing uh, the assets. So what markets you're targeting? El Paso. Uh, we especially like the west side of El Paso, but pretty much anywhere in El Paso. So why, why El Paso? Uh, we think that it's under the radar compared to other Texas markets. The demographics look good. There's strong growth in employment and jobs. Okay. So what is the best advice you received? Uh, buy multifamily, especially workforce housing. Since supply is constrained, they're not building more B and C class. So that's a, a good asset class to get into. Okay. Share one of your personal habits that contributes to your success. Uh, surfing, which I've been doing more of late, which is part of why I'm in Hawaii, uh, really helps to connect with nature and reset and helps me uh, perform better when I'm working. Okay, great. Would you like to share any like any resources like Evernote? Uh, Sana for project management, especially to keep track of the executive team and regular stand-up meetings. I especially like the recurring tasks that automatically pop up on a periodic basis as you schedule them. So books that impacted your life? Uh, for those that are interested in multifamily, Joe Fairless's book called The Best Ever Apartment Syndication Book is a great resource which provides a step-by-step -step system for completing your first apartment syndication deal. So what is the one book that you would like to recommend to listeners and why? Uh, another one, if you're just getting started, is Brandon Turner's book, the book on no and low money down, because it really helps you think about creative financing and how to structure deals when you don't have a lot of capital. How are you giving back to community? Well, through our podcast, The Cashflow Project, which we recently launched. So if you want to check it out, just look for The Cashflow Project on your favorite podcast app or go to pod.co slash cashflow. And we would love it if you give us a download, subscribe and review. And another way is through our meetup group, Honolulu Multifamily and More on Facebook, uh, where we provide free educational presentations during our virtual and hopefully real meetups once those are allowed. Okay. So what would you suggest to new investors? Start with small deals or bigger deals and why? So I would say start with smaller multifamily, ideally three to four units, and then scale up to larger and larger deals, but go slow 
as you progress in your skill set and expertise in the space. I believe it's a marathon, not a sprint. So just take it one step at a time and continually scale, but don't take your foot off the gas pedal and just keep your momentum going and keep taking action. So I have one hypothetical question. Suppose uh, if you lost all your money and you still have only your experience and knowledge and you have thousand dollars. So what would you do in next seven days? I will start meeting people and building a network of passive investors through pretty much the same tools that I've been using currently to build a funnel and create uh, content and get people the education uh, regarding multifamily. Then would build relationships with strategic partners and start pulling together capital to buy multifamily. Great. So you want to share anything else that we didn't spoke? Um, well, just if you go to tricityequity.com, I just wrote a free guide to passive investing in multifamily. Drop your name and email and you can download that. And also join our Facebook group, Honolulu Multifamily and More. And if you're in the Honolulu area, uh, come out to our monthly meetups once we have them. But otherwise, we have virtual meetups uh, every uh, second Tuesday of the month. And if you want to connect with me, I'm on all the social medias, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. My Instagram is duke.ong.realtor. And my Facebook, LinkedIn is just dukeong, D-U-C-O-N-G. And if you want to email me, uh, my email is duc.ong at tricityequity.com. Great. Thank you. Thank you very much. I really appreciate being on the show. Thank you for listening. Creating Wealth Through Passive Apartment Investing Podcast. I hope you learned something from the show. See you in the next episode. Thank you. Any information provided from these shows are educational purpose only. As always, please consult with your own CPA, legal and financial advisor before investing.